Hi, I'm Jay Fallon and you are listening to The Slippery Slope. So probably the biggest story in the world at the moment, other than you know wars and, uh, and China taking over and Solomon Islands and that kind of thing. But other than all that, you've got Elon Musk taking over Twitter, buying Twitter. It's a massive story. And uh, <laughs> I wasn't going to talk about it really. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, I, I kind of admire Elon Musk in a, in a way. And, um, you know, it's just a business story. A very rich man buying a very, probably an overpriced business in reality. It's not like it makes money, but maybe maybe he can turn it around. He, uh, I think he's probably, I think he's just a bit of a genius anyway. If anyone can make that business make money, it's probably him. However, what really amazes me about what's happening at the moment is the leftist propaganda, the the vitriol, the the stupid commentary about him taking over. I mean, the man seems to be in a, a, a someone who just desires free speech. Okay, not hate speech. He's not advocating hate speech. He's just a champion for, for free speech. And yet, if you if you listen to the left. The left-leaning media. Wow, you'd think he was—you'd think he was the the antichrist or something. It's it's very strange. So there's a couple of interesting articles, but um, one that I want to go through, and it comes through from the the Daily Mail Australia. The headline says Elon Musk slams Twitter's top lawyer who sobbed after he bought social media network and blasts her for, in- for incredibly inappropriate censorship of Hunter Biden laptop story. So it says that Elon Musk has taken aim at Twitter's top lawyer for censoring stories about Hunter Biden's laptop after it was reported she sobbed at news he'd brought the firm. So the tycoon, whose $44 billion purchase of Twitter was confirmed on Monday, Musk was referring to the suspension of the New York Post's account for its exclusive about Hunter Biden's laptop in the run-up to the 2020 election. Now. I've got to say that if that story hadn't have been stifled the way it had been, okay, there is a very, very real chance that Trump would have won the election. I do not see how it would not have affected the election. It would have been extremely detrimental to to Joe Biden and his run for the American presidency. So it, this story was initially dismissed as misinformation by liberal outlets and social media networks. The laptop and its contents have since been verified by many of the same publications. I think they always knew that the story was verified, that they verified it long ago, they just didn't want it breaking. Because it was so terrible to them that Trump could possibly win and have another four years. They just could not handle it in their little pea brain minds. So Gade, who's described as Twitter's moral authority, broke down in tears on Monday, Politico reported. She did so while briefing her team via video link on the future of the company under Musk, following his $44 billion deal to take over the company. So her future at the firm now looks shaky after her latest behavior was brought to the attention of the notoriously ruthless Musk. I'd love to be there when she fires. <laughs> Could you imagine being there when he, when he fires her? I'd love to be there listening. It'd be awesome. He is likely to slash Twitter's policies on hate speech and misinformation, having, pre- having previously branded himself a free speech absolutist. 
So Twitter staff have been told their jobs are safe for the six months the transfer, the transfer of ownership is expected to take. But after that, workers like Gade are likely to be among the first to get the boot. So she was pivotal. This Gade, this lawyer, she was pivotal in the decision to ban Donald Trump from the platform for inciting unrest. And she also played a key role in the decision to remove the New York Post account when they tweeted their reporting in the Hunter Biden's laptop. So Twitter initially froze the New York Post's main account after it published the story and demanded it delete tweets linking to the Biden articles. It justified the ban by citing a prohibition of distributing hacked material before backing down when the story was proven to be legitimate. <laughs> um, Sagar and Jetty, who's host of a conservative YouTube show, tweeted a link to Politico's report about Gade's tears, commented, Vijaya Gade, the top censorship advocate at Twitter, who famously gaslit the world on Joe Rogan's podcast, and censored the Hunter Biden laptop story, is very upset about the Musk takeover. <laughs> oh, Gates' tears, Politico reported, were in response to concerns about how the company could change. So t- Twitter spokesman Trenton Kennedy told Politico that Gade became emotional when discussing her team's impact and the pride she feels into in them. I'm sorry, she shouldn't have any pride. She's ridiculous. Having joined Twitter in 2011, she is central to the social media's policy on hate speech, misinformation, advertising, and censorship. It seems like she is the one, she, it's her and her alone, who's decided who will be banned and what information can go out there. Because as we've seen with the Hunter Biden story, you can, you can place facts on the site and still get banned if she didn't agree with it. That's not free speech. She felt that she was the gatekeeper to free speech. How dare she? Anyway, so Musk has made it clear that he intends to remove many of the restrictions currently in place and open Twitter up as a forum as a forum for free speech. Critics have expressed concern about how this will play out. Oh, that's funny. So on Tuesday, the billionaire blasted the extreme antibody reaction from those who fear free speech and said it says it all as he launched his first public backlash against the woke workers. He said if people wanted to censor free speech further, they will ask government to pass laws to that effect. So anyway, so that's that's part of that story I want to read. And now when he's talking about how, you know, they will ask the government to pass laws, it's funny because the Financial Review here, uh, they've also got an article out. The headline says that Musk's Twitter deal might fail, but not on antitrust grounds. So going through the article, article, I'll just read part of it. Um, it, 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 This again, it's just these left-leaning politicians who are up in arms about Musk's ownership, even though there's no grounds for him not to be able to buy. So the article goes on to say, all the hand-wringing by left-leaning media and politicians in Washington, billionaire Elon Musk's potential $44 billion takeover of Twitter, or $61.4 billion in Australian money, 
uh, shouldn't raise any antitrust concerns at this point. It shouldn't. So the main US antitrust laws are the Sherman Act, which works against the formation of cartels, and the Clayton Act, which looks to prevent mergers and acquisitions that consolidate too much market power into one company. So Twitter, which just has 7% of the social media market, has hardly got too much power. And Musk's ownership of Tesla and SpaceX are both outside social media and present no consolidation of market power into Twitter. While obvious to even the most novice of antitrust lawyers that Musk's deal won't be rejected on a market power basis, Washington's left-leaning media and politicians are already hyping it up. So of course we have Democrat Senator, fake Native American Elizabeth Warren, had the first crack. It's dangerous because one billionaire decides how millions of people will have an opportunity to communicate with each other. It's about concentration of power. <laughs> so like I said, it's they will find any excuse. Her only issue, it seems, is he's a billionaire and he will have control of the company. So th there doesn't seem to be any legal reasoning nothing that they can find it's just a billionaire will decide and, and but as we've seen in this previous article what they had was one person this lawyer Vijaya Gade that was just one person deciding she was censoring everything it was it was okay for her to censor everything because she was on the left she was on the side of the left but it's not okay for Elon Musk to be in charge because because he is open free speech because he desires to see free speech um some of the quotes that came through from elon musk so he says that free speech is the bedrock of a functioning democracy and twitter is the digital town square where matters vital to the future of humanity are debated he's also said i also want to make twitter better than ever by enhancing the product with new features, making the algorithms open source to increase trust, defeating the spam bots, and authenticating all humans. I don't, I don't see the big issue. He is pro-free speech. He doesn't want to shut down the conversation. He wants to open up the conversation, have dialogue between the left and the right, between conflicting ideas. The only way you can come to the truth is if you have an open and free dialogue. But all the left wants to do is shut it down. All this lawyer wanted to do was shut down anything, even when it was true if she didn't like it. Like Biden's laptop, she shut it down. And, and now we're seeing um, the fake Native American, Elizabeth Warren, saying it's dangerous because one billionaire decides how millions of people will have an opportunity. So it was okay when the lawyer decided that, but not, not Elon Musk. So it goes on to say that the greatest fear among Democrats and their supporters is that Musk will restore and expand the type of accounts typically silenced by Twitter over the past few years, such as that of Donald Trump. Heck, no way do they want Donald Trump coming back on board. So Fox News anchor Tucker Carlson, one of Trump's biggest media advocates and a regular target of temporary suspensions, celebrated news of Musk's agreed bid by tweeting, we're back. So the focus on this Twitter deal as an antitrust issue just because Musk is doing the deal seems disingenuous. Got to agree. It, 
yeah, completely disingenuous, especially when compared with other highly influential areas of the media market. So Bloomberg, the privately owned financial, financial news powerhouse, has a 33% of the financial news and data market. Um, former New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg, whose wealth is estimated by Forbes at $82 billion, has an 88% controlling stake in Bloomberg and is well known for spending hundreds of millions of dollars on defeating Donald Trump in 2020 presidential election. So by contrast, Twitter's share of the social media market is 7% and its potential new owner, while having been openly critical of the Biden administration, is less likely to be spending so much money defeating any one side of politics. So Liana Baker, one of Bloomberg's own regulatory reporters, said this week she did not see any antitrust issues with Musk's takeover. There is no way Elizabeth Warren was against Michael Bloomberg spending millions and millions of dollars fighting Donald Trump. There's no way she is against him um, the, and the private ownership of that financial news powerhouse, as they describe it, of Bloomberg, even though, even though they own 33% of the financial news and data market. So why is it that these left-leaning politicians are so against Elon Musk owning Twitter? Why are they so against free speech? Why are they so scared of free speech? Because they want to control the narrative. Because they, they tell so many lies. They are so dishonest. They are so disingenuous. And they are trying to hide their criminal behavior. That's my opinion. What I say is, go Elon Musk. Go hard. Thank you for listening to The Slippery Slope.